Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My psychotherapist one day said I had a inside tiger, so very often um, uh, I, I asked my tiger, and then one day I did a meditation on internet where I got the tag as an animal guide. Um, but I have a meditation where uh, I asked the spiritual guide, my animal spiritual guide, to come and help me. And I have, I have one specially I do where it's a path, and at the end of the, the path, I get my animal totem. And sometimes there's nobody, so here I am grabbing the tiger and all the, the, the stag, because I know those two ones, bringing them back and say, hey, don't leave me alone. Um, come with me mm-hmm. and I know I shouldn't be doing that and um, maybe it comes back to passions where when I don't see any animal guide um, how should I receive that so you what what is your purpose for using the animal guide Are, is this just a general communication you're wanting with them yes and mm-hmm. um, ask uh, them what should I do to, okay. to uh, enhance my um, could you come and help me for like for example if I have a communication that I like very much to do well I, I would go and ask their help okay. and uh, then I meditate and they are not here <laughs> got it okay okay so yes I've heard of people using their their animal guides spirit animal guides to assist them with that um, my angle's a little different. Uh, I work more with my own spirit guide ta- team, human spirit guide team on the other side, and with you know the angels. Um, so that's fine. I guess if you're not feeling that they're um, as present for you as you want, that you could actually expand the question too. I make it my intention to call in my animal spirit guide and whomever else is you know can help me with this for the greatest and highest good of all. That way you're kind of expanding it. And, and the being who's going to be of highest service to you gives them the opportunity to step forward. Because beings on the other side have, even your tigers and your, your animals, they have different levels of awarenesses and abilities. And I guess I, I leave it open-ended when I ask for divine assistance because I know that they have different skill levels and abilities on the other side, and some of them are going to be too highly skilled to the point where they can't communicate with me clearly. And others are going to be too lowly skilled that they're really not going to be able to help me with what it is I'm after. So I just I just kind of, I, I don't be specific, Stella, and that might help you. Okay, lovely. Mm-hmm, I understand. So it comes back, so I need um, okay, to... Okay, don't be so specific and uh, maybe as well uh, be more, more open to receive. It always comes back to the same. There you go, yes. Okay, okay. so uh, other than that, Danielle, no other questions. I've enjoyed very much the, the wolf um, communication we did every day. And like I was almost ready to send you an email like, where is my communication, Danielle? What did you do? You forgot the picture. And then I counted and it was 15 days already. Uh-huh. <laughs> it goes by fast, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. I was very surprised saying not possible, but it did. Right, right. It's it's funny you mentioned that. I was thinking about for April maybe doing a second round of, of wolves because it seemed so popular for so many students this month. Yeah, we so. love, I mean, I love wolves. I mean, I love dogs already, so, and I love wolves, yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, for this 1B class, then um, I'm going to move in on a little bit of education for you because I know you're wanting to do this professionally at some point. So I'm going to start kind of sprinkling this in, you know, how to do it professionally throughout each class. So in a nutshell, you need to get clear on what's fun for you when it comes to doing this work. Is it most fun for you to work with, you know, even non-paying clients, you know, family and friends, perhaps at this point, it doesn't have to be paying people, but is it more fun to work with them where you get the information, maybe they email you a picture or hand you a picture, they give you their questions ahead of time, and then you go on your own and do it and then present it back to them. And that could look like 
you presenting it back to them through an email, a written transcript, okay? Or you could call them on the phone, here's what I heard. Or you could walk over to your neighbor in person and say, okay, do you have time to chat later today because I have information? And you can give it to them in person. So you gotta find what's fun for you. Now I say fun, because if something isn't fun for you, Stella, you're not going to want to do it. You're going to resent doing it. You're going to um, procrastinate. Okay? So when I first started, for me, what was fun was doing email only, in part because I was scared to do an in-person or phone session. I needed a computer screen to hide behind. And I did that for, I did that when I was, before I was professional, I did that for about a year. Okay, um, and then eventually I got to the point where okay, information's coming through too fast for me to type, and I got bored with typing, so I outgrew that, and you may experience that too. And then I moved to phone, and it wasn't until I did phone for probably a good couple years before I decided I was willing to do some in persons. And to this day, I sprinkle in person sessions in now and then as my schedule allows. Um, but for me, phone is just easiest. It's convenient. Um, I can work with a lot of different people fairly back to back, you know, in a phone session. Like later today, I've got six sessions scheduled outside of your session. Um, and I've got 15 minutes separating each one. So that way it makes it nice for me as a communicator. And so just know that, that those are different ways you can go about doing it. And you can also do a combination. So at some point, you want to sit down and ask yourself, what's going to be fun for me? and start there. Okay. Once you decide that, you then need to kind of let your clients know, your, your non-paying perhaps, uh, clients know that you are available for these sessions. And there's so many easy ways of doing that. You can do word of mouth, you know, hey mom, dad, you know, hopefully whoever's open-minded or sister or family or friend, I am doing, you know, free you know, animal communication sessions at this point because I'm a beginner and I'm looking for practice. If you know anybody who might be interested, here's my business card. You can have, have them give a card or here's my email or my phone number or both that you can okay. give to them to contact me. And that way you can take it over from there. Um, so that's an easy way of word of mouth. Now there's other ways of getting clients, you know, especially if... Now, Stella, are you in the non-pay area right now or are you asking for payment? Oh, no, no, I don't ask for payment. Okay, okay. Are you getting as many non-paying clients right now as you want to work with? That's when I offered uh, my service to my neighbor yes. um, because I was thinking that it was fair enough to say, okay, I will have a professional to mentor me and I was saying, you, I pay 25 euros and you pay 25 euros so you're sure it's uh, bordered by, uh, not bordered, but um, framed by, by a professional and you get, it's very good, um, but actually it doesn't work yet. So yes. I, I, I don't mind. I mean, um, um, if I did looping, um, I wanted to do it by myself and, and, uh, and with your help, but um, I've decided to do it. Uh, I don't do it for, for, I do it mainly for the cat. Yes. Um, but I don't have enough people yet to come and, and ask me. No. Okay. So here's how you can get more people besides word of mouth, which is very easy. If you have a Facebook page, which uh, I assume you do. You can certainly put a little post on there. Here's my email address. If you are interested in allowing me to practice my animal communication skills with your animal, okay? And you'll probably have people reach out to you. Maybe your, you know, old family and friends that are have friended you, uh, reach out to you and say, "Hey, I want to know more about this. What is it you're doing?" Type of thing. Um, alternatively, you can also find. By Googling online, you can search for animal communication practice groups. Often they're um, like public forums where people write in, the public writes in, they post a photo, and they often have questions. And then they allow the practicing animal communication students who are on that forum, and oftentimes the forums are free for you and the public, to actually reply. Um, I did that myself for over a year when I was practicing. It was one of my styles of practice. I loved it because there was tons of practice animals. I disliked it because sometimes the public will come, post their animal, and then you never hear from them again. You don't get any feedback. 
So it was kind of hit or miss, but I liked it because at that time, again, I was working on the computer on the screen, needed to hide behind the, the screen, and that was a great style of practice. But from there, interestingly enough, I made a really good friend who to this day over, well, 12 years later, she's um, now an animal communicator herself, but at that time, she ended up being one of my first paying clients because she was so pleased with what she was seeing on the forum. So you can have people actually say, my gosh, you're really good. Can I work with you more? Okay. okay, so okay. that's a way of doing it. Um, business cards. If you were to get a business card, uh, and you can get those very inexpensively and, and put in there, Animal Communicator currently offering, you know, uh, one, one client, you know, a, a one-time free pro bono 15-minute session. I would put a time limit on there, but you could put that on a card and place that on community boards. I don't know if your grocery shopping centers have bulletin boards where you're allowed to put um, cards yes, up, yes, but you yes. could post them there. You could post them in, on bulletin boards in pet stores or grooming salons or vet clinics if they give you permission. And I mean, if you had right on your business card, you know, um, and I would put an ending date too, <laughs> you know, um, so that people don't think you're free forever because you don't know when they're going to look at that card, but you could say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to offer free sessions for the next four months. So you could write that on your card, and that would be a way of getting the word out too and, and you attracting practice. And what I found was a lot of my free clients in the beginning, later on, ended up becoming paying clients when I switched over to payment. Okay. Okay. You can also acquire from those people that you do free work for. You can ask them in exchange. So, you know, all I'm asking in exchange for this is... If you are happy with your communication session, if you'd be willing to write me up, you know, like a five, six liner testimonial. Okay. And that could eventually go on a website and you can collect those as well. Collect them and then put them on a website at some point. You can create a website page as well and direct all your people, you know, your Facebook posts, you know, the, the business card. You could say, go here for information. You could have a single static website page that has all the information on how to contact you. This is about basically um, telling people that you're available. And again, always put a, a ending date. If you want to extend that date beyond, you know, what, you know, four months from now, for example, that's fine, but at least you've given yourself and anybody who finds you that kind of wiggle room of I'm doing it until this date and after that date I may end up charging. Okay. Yeah, okay. Any okay. questions on how to get non-paying clients? No, I, um, it makes uh, sense what you said. And um, Danielle, when you started to, to do free communication with people, yes. um, did you, um, about my level, you, you, you think I've got an enough level to, to start to do that by myself? and. Yes, you. Yes, um, I was. I was not actually at the level you were at. I was under your level. You're you're far more advanced than I was as a beginner when I was offering free sessions. I was still in the tell me about your personality and you know what kind of food you like. <laughs> I was still there. <laughs> so you're you're beyond that at this point. Yeah. Okay, lovely. So okay, I will. No, but everything makes sense, and um, I will. I will think about it. And already, I met somebody who asked me my business card, so I think that's the first step I will go with. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Good. Um, another thing: boundaries. You want to, in order to keep this work fun for yourself, you're going to want to pre-decide how much time you want to devote to this work. So if somebody says, "I would like an email session," with my cat with you. You need to be prepared to let them know that I'm offering yes free sessions until four months from now, so it needs to be scheduled within that time, or give me the information within that time, I'll get back to you within you know seven days time period, but understand that I work within a half an hour, for example, You know if that's what you wanna do. Now, you don't have to set a time frame, but here's the nice thing about telling people that you will work with their animal for a set time frame. It helps the people to see that you are professional, because you know what? Professionals always set appointments, right? Yes. So yes, it gives nice. you that, oh, okay, she's, she knows what she's doing. She's professional in appearance versus just loosey-goosey. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. 
So there's that. It also um, lets them know that you, they, because you can say to them, you know, I work with animals via email for half an hour, so please give me the questions you want to ask your pet, but please prioritize them. In other words, put them in the order of greatest importance because when a half an hour is up, I do close the session and we may not get to all 10 of your questions depending on how complex the first, you know, the first ones were. That also tells people that, oh, okay, I need to be serious about this and not ask ridiculous questions. Okay, that's going to respect your time. Um, and it lets them know once again, oh, she's really professional. She's guiding me on how to go about and get the most out of my session. Put the most important questions first. And Stella, to you and me, that makes perfect sense. But when I first started doing this work, I can't tell you how many non-paying and eventually paying clients would save their most important question to the last five minutes of the call. I, I, I didn't understand that and <laughs> I remember it would drive me crazy because they bring out that, oh yeah, we got five minutes left, uh, my cat's peeing outside the box, what's going on there? It's like, oh my god! <laughs> so you'll, you'll need to educate your clients, even your non-paying ones, on prioritize. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Other things you want to know. Um, Follow-up questions. Now, if you're going to work with people by email, what tends to happen with that style of practice, way more so than with phone or in person, is that people will often say to you, "Oh, I have a follow-up question." Okay. I yet yeah, you answered the question number one. My cat answered it. Great. Thank you. And. I either A, don't understand what you wrote, I don't understand what was there, or B, I need to ask them, oh, okay, they said it's another cat in the house that's causing them to pee outside the box. Well, which cat is it? I have two. So they're asking you follow-up, okay? And you have to decide how you want to handle that. Um, and you want to tell them in advance. So here's what I've done. Back when I was doing the transcript or the email sessions, I would say to them, if there's in advance, I would say, okay, I'm going to do the half an hour session. Give me seven days to email it back to you. And if you have a follow-up question that is because I'm not clear somehow, or you're not clearly understanding what it is I'm receiving, no problem, let me know. But let me know within two days of receiving that email while it's still fresh in my mind. Otherwise, I am probably going to forget. Okay. But if you have more follow-up questions on particular things that it's not because you misunderstand the information, but more because you're really curious about, oh, now which cat is it? We do have to book another session. So if, oh, okay. you, if you tell people how you work with follow-up questions at the time of their first scheduling, they're not going to be mad that you tell them, oh, now, she, now I've got to do a, another booking. Okay. Yeah, saying everything in advance, yeah. Exactly. It makes sense. Yep. And it just it helps with your boundaries. It helps with their boundaries. Yep. Yeah. Um, people will sometimes want to say, oh, my God, I loved our session. Can I give you a donation or can I pay you for this? Um, you know, if you're willing to be a graceful receiver, say yes. You know, I had that, and it surprised me. And at first I was very uncomfortable with receiving it. And I'd be like, no, no, no. I told you it was free to begin with. That's not necessary. And then as I went on, I saw that the universe was trying to kind of get out, get across to me. It's okay to accept payment. You're moving in that direction anyway. Okay. What questions do you have on this? Any of this? No, no. It makes sense. I have no questions on that. And uh, I think... Um by framing, I don't know if you say that in English, but by framing and explaining how you work and, and you know, you, you professionalize your, what you're doing and yes. um, I think you prepare. Um, I deal a lot with adults. Um, I'm a teacher, so I know exactly what you mean by that because okay. when you open, you just say a lot of, and then there's always people um, not understanding or wanting to understand it a different way so it makes sense yes okay excellent very good all right well that's all i wanted to offer for today so that you can start moving that direction because stella if you choose to start um working with more practice clients during our you know now or next 10 weeks as you come up with questions you can bounce them off me and um yes yeah okay Okay, lovely, thank you. All right, so I do have Looping's photo, so let's move on to him. And I do have the email where you had asked the questions and you got information. So that's fine. 
Let me call him in. And how old did you say he was again? Two years old. All right. And, and that biting uh, the neck uh, scratching has been going on for a year. Okay, perfect. So let me, why don't you connect in with him as well in case we need to, to talk with him in the moment. Okay, so I'm just introducing myself. So Looping, my name is Danielle, I'm a human. And Stella, who you've done some communication work with, is one of my students and I am helping her to get feedback and confirmation on some of the things you shared with her or she believes she heard from you. Is this okay? He says happy to help. And all our conversation looping is pretty much gonna be around the scratching that you've been doing at your neck. Okay. So um, he's just offering me a little bit of information about that right now. So let me just, before I even glance at your question, Stella, let me ask him, uh, okay. Looping, what's, tell me why are you scratching at your neck? So I, I have a basic understanding. Okay. And why is that? Is this scratching happening mostly at the back or base of his neck, Stella? Um, um. At the sh uh, it, it's really like a color. It's um, I should have sent you a picture. Uh, it's at the, the base of the neck. Right, right. Is it happening more though at the back portion of the sides and back portion, or is it happening all the way around? All the way around. Okay, okay, that's helpful. So looping, tell me more about that. Now, does this cat wear a collar? Uh, no, in fact, when he started to scratch uh, very heavily, she put um, a head collar, you know, the one that the vet put um, in order for him to, to prevent him. And he, he wore that collar for almost six months because she couldn't find another way for him to stop um, the scratching and the biting because it was very, very severe, very drastic. Okay. And so she stopped at one stage and uh, she put um, plasters after, but um, it, go it goes very badly anyway. Okay, okay, got it. So, let me switch over. He's given me some information already. Let me switch over to your questions. Okay, I've started to communicate with Looping. Her guardian is a vet. Okay. Here's what I got. When she, the guardian, got me, I was supposed to leave, but she kept me. So, Looping, how about that? Okay, he says he wanted to stay with her. Yes. Okay, you were supposed to leave. He says, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know where I was going. She decided to keep me. And it does feel like it was a last minute decision on the vet's end. So yeah, I would say number one is correct. Okay. Okay, next you got, I feel he has a lot, lot of pain around his neck on a scale. I get six of seven. Okay, so... So, Stella, just off the bat, he's got extreme itching sensations, okay? I know, I've got, I've got that. You've got that further down? I've got that, and uh, it got worse because uh, last time, you know, but maybe in America you don't do that. In, in Europe, we used to put things on the neck of the ox yes. to, for them to plow. Yes. Um, so at the beginning, I got scratching, like, like tearing my skin off, and then I got, now it has changed, like... A burden, like like it's burning and it's a burden. Yeah, so I would say that's correct, and that's because he gives me the impression that there's bacteria. I'll go I'll go through your email, but I'll I'll just tell you what I'm getting. There's a feeling of bacteria that is creating inflammation. Plus, it's not helping that he's scratching. So you're right. There is a burning sensation. I feel mostly the burning sensation on the sides of the neck and the back part where the backbone would run. I do feel it a little bit where the throat would be, but not nearly as much. It's like that region yeah, doesn't seem... Yeah, you're right. The throat um, is not so bad than on the side. You're right. Okay, okay. Um, so I see and I sense bacteria underneath. And it's funny, it's not just bacteria on the skin, it's like bacteria as the skin heals over, it feels like some of that bacteria seems to get trapped underneath the heel skinned. So it creates a festering kind of feeling. Now I don't mean festering like infection, I don't sense infection, but I do sense the burning, the irritation, and um, yeah. So I, this cat is motivated by the feeling. Okay. okay. 
So let me ask, you got specifically pain. Is this painful for you, Looping? Yes, it is painful for me. Okay, on a scale of, okay, you got, okay, a six to seven out of 10, okay. So on a scale of 10, one being no pain, 10 being uh, so excruciating you want out of your body, when he's bothering it, he would agree. It's in the six to seven range. So yes, that is accurate. To the question, why do you scratch yourself so badly? I see bars. I ask him, what does this mean? He says he wants to go back to the vet's practice. I don't get more after that. I feel that he wants to go with her at the vet's practice where she works. I get she is different when she is in her family than when she works. Okay, so looping. Um, okay, does why you're scratching so badly have anything at all to do with you wanting to be with your person at work? Um, I get no to that. Okay. Okay. When I asked, does it have anything to do with your person at all? He says, no, this is a skin problem. Now, okay. Stella, ask him, how do you feel about being medicated on your neck? Looping, looping, looping. How do you feel about being medicated on your neck? Mm, it tries to run away. Yes. Yeah, it tries to run away. It's got the burning, a burning feeling. Yes. He hates but, it. Oh, okay. Feel his emotion towards being treated. I don't feel the emotions. I feel him going backward. Okay. Okay. That's fine. So you're getting more of a... A, a movement like I'm getting away. Okay, that's fine. But uh, I've got mixed information, Danielle. Maybe it's my mind. Uh, I got him saying that he likes her when she looks after him, when she, when she puts some cream on. So let me let me ask him. So looping. Are you telling Stella that you like it when the owner puts cream on? I hear him say it depends on the cream. Most things do not work. Okay. He also goes through cycles where it gets better for a time, he'll leave it alone, and then he tears in at it again. That's what he, that's what he does, yeah. Uh-huh. And when I ask, actually you and I will ask this, ask him why the cycle? Why does that exist? So, looping, 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 why is that cycle of you getting better and then getting worse again? Um, I can see the cycle, but I don't get any answer of why that cycle looping. Yeah, I can see him peacefully and then suddenly scratching a lot, but I don't get any answer for that. Why? Okay, try, try it from this angle. Merge with him in his body. And imagine that he is at, you know, almost completely healed. And he's doing great. He's, he's been leaving it alone for a while. And then fast forward to a time where he suddenly starts at it again. And I want you to slow that time frame up as he starts getting back into the scratching and itching. See if you can slow it up enough where you can feel what the motivating factor is for him that starts the scratching once again. Okay, let me ask him. Does he have something, somebody doesn't let you in? Well, he does say he needs more attention. This may be, you know, um, maybe what you're after. He does want more attention. Okay, so looping, looping, looping. What triggers the fact that you're going to start scratching? I can feel stress saying stress, but um, what is the stress about looping? It's connected with her. Okay. So looping, looping, what is it about her? Are you saying it's her, but 
Why? That's when she's stressed? Uh-huh. So there's a component there, yes. When she's stressed. And why does it affect you that when she's stressed, you scratch your skin? Oh, because um, it's like suddenly it's the way it's too too much for him, so so it stresses him a lot. I feel like he does he, he watches, he doesn't know what to do, so it it stresses him, so he does it. Okay. So I think you're partly right here. So yeah, indeed, he's very responsive to his person's stress. He, he says that she comes home overtaxed at times. In other words, overwhelmed. Like, life for her is really uh, like a rock on her shoulders. Um, she, he also is defining her as a serious personality, a serious woman. Um, so she's got... Um, She's got some, I'll use the word uptightness, little uptight uh, about her and not much freedom of time when she's home. It's like she wants to just rest and relax when she's home. Now, you know her as a neighbor. Does this make sense? Um, I don't know her very much, but she's a very serious person, yes. Um, so in a nutshell, you, you feel like life is like a rock on her shoulder. For her, yeah, and he does feel this, so I'm just confirming for you that he does pick up her stress. He feels it. It doesn't necessarily mean he's taking it on, but he feels it, and it does, I mean, one, we all, we all affect each other, and this might be something you'll have to explain to her, and she may not understand this, depending on how much she understands about energy and metaphysics, but... Um, one being, uh, being uh, overly stressed, which is a way, you know, a small form of being out of balance, can have a ripple effect on the animals in the household. Some animals are so easygoing and go with the flow that they're not affected by the stress, and other animals like him are more, you know, affected by it. He's more sensitive to her being under stress. With that said, I don't get that's the only thing that's creating the itching. It complicates it, but it's not the only thing. Um, there, there's some sort of physical component. If you look underneath his skin and you take a look at... Like okay. a, little, a lot of little worms. I can see a lot of um, little something that develops... Yeah, yeah. Um, and to me, it comes through as bacteria to you. You're sensing it as worms. So there, there's something alive, certainly. Um, take a look at the nails that he uses to scratch his neck with. Do you see any contaminant, you know, the little worms, or for me, bacteria? Do you see any of that there? Uh, I, I can see the, like, uh, like, um, in fact, with the nails, with the clothes, I could see like them red. Yes. But I don't know why. Okay. Ask him, what is this? So, looping, looping, looping. What is it about the red I see on your, on your clothes, on your nails? Ah, oh, it's part of the burning neck. Yes. He's reinfecting himself. Okay. All right. So, you know, he's he takes a scratch and he just added back on some of that. Okay. 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 So that's part of it. So the vet is probably going to want to, and it may not cure him, Stella, but if it was my client, I would say, you know, I see whatever it is he's scratching, whether it be bacteria or whatever the stuff is, it collects on the tips of his nails. And then he walks around and maybe for two days he doesn't scratch, but the next time he scratches, I see that stuff is still there and he's reinfecting or dragging it through his neck skin the next time he scratches. You might want to consider, and he's going to hate it, but you might want to consider cleaning his paws, cleaning his nails, disinfecting his feet as best you can as you address the neck at the same time. Okay, and if he hates, um, if he hates uh, being treated on, uh, on his neck, so uh, how should we treat that? Yeah, so she's a vet and I don't know her. I don't know how she would react to your suggestions. 
Um, no, but I think uh, she she won't mind because she's she loves a cat, so she'd like to keep him. So um, I think she won't mind. Um, I think uh, uh, the only thing is we have to say to Looping that he has to accept to be treated on his neck and um, yeah. So are you got are you familiar with colloidal silver? Yes, yes, I've put it on Nuage and that's on Mumi, you know, in fact, uh, but uh, yeah, I will, I will suggest Collodial Sealer. And that's something she could even, she could even get in a bottle and dip his, his paws in, you know, once, if she got a big enough portion, you know, she can get one of those machines where she can even work, you know, build, uh, uh, make colloidal silver in her home and then dip his paw in it um, or his nails or put it on a cotton swab and you know kind of do that if it were my cat i would try that because i mean that's i mean it goes on like water it doesn't have a bad flavor or taste or anything yes, as well yes. especially for the pose it doesn't um, yep calm. and i would try it on the neck as well um he is very can you feel after a treatment let's imagine for a moment that you put colloidal silver in other words you put that wet colloidal silver all around his areas on his neck i want you to become one with him and notice his reaction to that. I have ease. He what? I have um is is easy with that and he, it's it's uh, how would I say that um, it's okay it's um it doesn't mind. Okay, and how much is he interested in going back after the wetness has been applied to his neck? Is he going to want to lick his neck? Is he going to want to do anything with his neck as soon as the fresh application of colloidal silver has been applied? No, I don't feel... Um, uh, I feel that he doesn't do anything. He just runs away after the treatment is done, but um, he, he doesn't feel itchy. I don't feel that, so... Okay. Okay, so I'm getting something a little different here. Um, I feel after the application, if, if she wet it real good, he's going to want to run off. I see that too. And then he's going to want to lick it because he's got a wet spot on his body. So what you might want to recommend to the owner is after you apply, I mean, if you choose to go that route, you might want to distract him with a really yummy meal that he can't say no to uh, or play with him with a laser light or something that basically gives all of that stuff time to dry. Okay, okay. I mean, and obviously, you know, it's not bad or terrible if he drinks it in, if he licks it in, but I he's... I know, but he goes away. Exactly. <laughs> so she's going to need to time it when she does this once or twice a day. Okay. And, and, um... It's just for five minutes because otherwise she could put the color back a while. But if it's it dries very quickly, yeah, the color silver colloidal. Right, and whatever color she's using, Stella, you might want to recommend she dip or spray the colloidal silver on too, so it's not ah, yes, reinfecting okay. and dragging stuff in. Okay, okay, lovely. I understand. So, but um, to your opinion, Danielle, how long does it take for the colloidal silver to dry? Well, I guess it if if I was to use a cotton ball, like like if he were my cat, I would cotton ball the I would soak in that whole cotton ball full wetness, and I would apply it generously. I wouldn't do a little spritz. I would I would moisten it. I would wet it down like a hose, <laughs> um, okay. because I'd want to make sure that I'm getting as much of the cells as possible, knowing that as the cells or the skin heal over. Chances are he's got he's got some bacteria or whatever this is that the colloidal silver in that moment isn't touching. Okay, lovely. Okay. Yeah, so it might take a half an hour or more for it to dry. Okay, okay. so maybe she can keep in whatever. Maybe she can find uh, something to do. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Okay, so it's reimpacting. Well, okay, that makes sense, and yeah. that's uh, um, because sometimes it's off and on and. Um, Okay, and um, he's very responsive to her, huh? you said as well, and... Um, yes. What do you mean when you say she, she's overwhelmed by a, by a life or by a work? By, um, so it feels like she is under, um, she, she's under stress, there's stress or con constraint in her life. Like her job is, you know, her job as a vet is very taxing. 
on her. It takes a lot out of her. It's tiring. It's um, it requires a lot of her energy. Okay. And that's a way you can put it. You could say, okay. you know, Looping's telling me that he does feel when you are under stress and he feels a lot of your stress comes from your job, your everyday job. But he is very, he's a very sensitive cat. Not all cats are sensitive, but he is extremely sensitive to your energy of stress. And so while I don't feel it's the stress that causes the neck issue, it does feel like when you're under stress, he feels your stress, he reacts to it, and he's more likely to get stressed as a result too. Okay. And that affects the immune system, which can have an influence on the neck flaring up. Okay. Or not healing. Um, okay. So it's a, it's a small part of it. So you could tell her, you know, where you can, when you can, maybe before you come in the house, take three deep breaths, put your feet on the ground, you know, let the earth energy just pull any stress out of you. Try to release it before you walk in the house to the best of your ability and, and know that that will have some sort of uh, ripple effect on him. And so hopefully he won't feel the stress as much. Now, she may come back and tell you, well, Looping is a very outgoing cat. He doesn't seem to be sensitive. He's Because when I feel this cat's energy, Stella, he doesn't come across as shy or timid at all. He's very outgoing. No, he's not. And, and, and you know he's very bold and he, yep. he's very mischievous because as well the, the other problem is, you know, sometimes she opened the fridge. She told me that she opened the fridge. He just rush, take a bite in the butter and run away. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? It's their problem. She, she says sometimes when they have breakfast at the table, whatever, it does the same. It just runs, bites on something and go away. So he's very naughty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's... Okay, okay. And, and it's not diet related. It feels like it's fun for him. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. That's what. And did you see when I asked him the question? I did um, not. But if that's what you got, you're right on. <laughs> okay, lovely. Okay. Excellent. All right. So let's go back to your questions. So you wrote, I did a scanning. Doesn't get anything else than the heavy pain around the neck, like a burden. Okay. So let me scan the rest of his body. Yep. I, I don't get any other areas of his body either. Okay. So you're correct. Okay. I have asked, is it another animal that does that to you, the scratching, looping? No, he says, I do it myself, so that's correct. <laughs> looping, do you get enough to eat? Um, he says, yes, but I can always eat more. So you got, I get yes, so that is accurate. Why do you steal food? Okay, why do you steal? Because it's fun. So yeah, you're right on here. Good. Are you happy in that house? Looping, that's a great question right there, looping. Are you happy in this house? Most of the time, yes. When I ask why only most of the time? He wants and is seeking more adventure and freedom. Freedom. Um, he says sometimes she doesn't let me out. So is he an indoor-outdoor cat? Uh, yes. But, okay. uh, because she's scared uh, of him scratching or whatever, sometimes she doesn't let him out. You, that's correct. Okay, I let him know that's the reason why. Okay, you know, you know, what, um, I'm going to have you ask him this question. This may prove helpful. Um, ask him, Stella, when you're outside, how much attention or focus do you put on your neck? When you're outside, how much focus do you put on your neck? Mm, none. I don't see he's doing much more of the things than attention to his neck. Okay. Okay, good. Now ask him, how much focus do you put on your neck when you're indoors? Um, looping, looping. How much focus do you put on your neck when you're indoors? Uh, then it's like, oh, I'm bored and I want to do non-stop. Yes. You know? Yes. So that's something that could be helpful to the owner. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you could say to her, and you're going to have to be careful how you word this so she doesn't get defensive. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, you could say, you know, my sense is when he's outside exploring and doing cat things, he is so distracted by his living environment that he really doesn't put much attention at all on his neck. Um, and Stella, I will tell you, to me, it feels like he scratches about 20% of his 
20% of the time on his neck outside and 80% of the time when he's indoors. Yeah. And you could present that to her. And she might then say to herself, well, I could try the, and you might want to impose it. You might want to consider trying the experiment of if you let him out as often as he's really asking for, kind of observing over the next month, the next four weeks, does it seem to be alleviating the issue at all? It may not cure the issue, but is it helping? Because he's out there distracted, which means he's not scratching. Okay. Okay. Um, this cat loves the outdoors. You're going to need to emphasize that to the owner. The outdoors okay. is balancing for him. Stella, I want you to smell through his nose. When he's indoors, smell through his nose and tell me what odors do you pick up from the house? Mm -hmm. Detergent. Um, detergent. Okay, detergent. Okay, good. What else? Mm -hmm. Not strongly detergent, but I don't smell anything. Go to else. the go to a bathroom. Go to the bathroom that's most heavily used. A moisture. Okay, yes. Anything else in the air? Yeah, I have the feeling, but I don't know what it is. Okay, what's the feeling? The feeling is like it's something in the air, like dust, but... Um... Oh, it's not pollution because here is, there's no pollution. So, I don't know. Do you smell anything unnatural, not natural, not made by nature? No, I don't. Okay, fair enough. So to me, when I go to the bathroom and sniff through his nose, I, I, you're going to have to ask her, say, you know, um, by chance, do you have a plug-in or a perfume or a candle or some sort of cleaning product that might have a perfumey smell? Um, and I ask because, you know, my impression is he'll walk into the bathroom, but that it's very, there's this concentrated perfumey smell in that area. And it makes me wonder if, because he doesn't care for it, it's, it's, he doesn't hate it, but it's, um, it's chemical, it's not natural, and it feels like this is like he wants to avoid breathing in that smell. It doesn't feel uh, like it has anything at all, Stella, to do with the neck, so we can't connect the two. Okay. But the different, the reason for, for addressing the smell, and yes, there's a smell of detergent, yes, in small areas of the house as well, is because when this cat is outside and you smell the air through his nose, mm -hmm. it's fresh, it's clean, it's balancing. The air quality indoors is very stuffy, as if it's closed up. And yeah, I do get some dust, but I don't get that's a problem for him. Um, and it's very, uh, I just, I smell perfume, something perfumey. It may be from a candle. I'm not sure. I'd have to, you know, we'd have to ask her. But, you know, you can, again, point out my point is when he's outdoors, he's got the freshness of the air that's very supportive to his immune system, supportive to him. It makes him happy, and a happy animal is less likely to be ill. Because they're not a happy animal's opposite from a stressed out animal. So identifying these small stressors that, of okay. course, influence his immune system could be helpful to the owner. Because she could hopefully remove these little stressors here and there, which again may not in total cure his problem, but may help it. Mm-hmm. And, and the smell you smell is, um, it's stuffy, uh, the hair is stuffy, that means not enough fresh air? Yes. For yep. him, huh? Right, right. So, easy enough, you could say the owner, you know, through your cat's nose, to him, it smells stuffy at times, most of the time in the house, as if the air is stagnant and it hasn't been exchanged lately. So when you can, where you can, when the days are really nice, maybe you can open up the windows and help do an air exchange in the house. Okay, lovely. Okay. Okay.
I will. Okay. Well, um, Danielle, what can I do to to improve the, the fact that I didn't smell much? Um, uh, I visualize more, but uh, because, like, for example, the visualization, I didn't know what it was, but I got little particles of something in the hair, but um, I didn't get the smell. So you don't always have to get a smell or an odor. You could just ask the cat, what are these particles? And he might give you a word, perfume or detergent. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, don't worry about that. Um, and I only knew the ask the smell question because when we were talking about the outside, it's like, wow, it feels so freeing. And it got me curious and I wanted to know from him, what's the difference between you being outside and you being inside? And he's like, oh, well, one thing is the air quality is hugely different. Okay, so let, let's go back to your questions. We, we're kind of getting tight on time. So looping, do you want to stay with your current family? Do you want to keep living with them? He says, yes, it's where I belong, so that's correct. Your guardian is considering giving you to another family. If you're happier, what do you think? So looping, your guardian is considering giving you to another family. What do you think of that? He says, I'd be willing to try that out. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. That's, uh, I'll be willing to try. Yep, he'd be willing to try it out. He's a very outgoing, confident cat. Um, you know, if he was in... I, I, would, I, would, I would be very careful of saying this to her. If at no, all, you no, may no. not want to say, but I'll say it to you. Um, you may, to you, Stella, I would say, you know what? Heck, I might do a, consider a trial. This cat is living in a pretty um, stressed out <laughs> environment. And it might be interesting to do an experiment of having him live somewhere for a few weeks and see if his stress level and therefore his neck improves. And Danielle, it comes to my mind, would it be the energy of the house that would be stuffy and nothing to do? Um, because very often I can see that, you know, we're not very close neighbors, but I can, they've just moved in two years ago. But so I can see very often when it's, when it's the sun, she opens a window. Um, so would it be the energy of the house? Like, you know, the house would have a bad energy. What do you think? Maybe we can yeah. ask him. Yeah, you can ask him, is it the energy from the people or the energy from the house? That's bothersome. Um, okay, so looping, looping, looping. Um, is um, the energy is the energy from the house is bad or is the energy from the people? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.